All right. Uh, my name is DJ Nocturna, and I'm, I'm uh, talking with Hawaii's very own Raisin Black founder, Romel. Hi, Romel. How's it? Good to see you. How you doing? Good to see you, too. Last time, I, last time we talked was uh, when you came to Hawaii for uh, yep. questions. Yep. Uh, Black special, special show. How, how's it going? What you been up to lately? Well, we are, I'm dealing with the pandemic as everyone is on lockdown. <laughs> but we got to do what we got to do. If it's going to help, then we got to do what we got to do. But I mean, this is kind of fun because this is the first time I'm doing any kind of streaming mm -hmm. chat situation. So um, that's, I guess, one of the other silver linings for this tragedy that we're going through, the world is going through. I know, but, but look, look, it brought us all together, you know? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really does. And maybe we can make this uh, a more regular thing. I know that a lot of my friends are doing even, doing that even just chatting amongst each other, so. Yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. I get to see everybody and more people are in the room. But thank mm -hmm. you for doing this interview with me. It's, it's, it's actually recording for uh, my podcast and uh, KTOH and uh, uh, Mossap Radio. So I, I know you're you're, uh, you're you're the amazing guy behind uh, Raisin Black, and uh, and uh, you're you're Hawaii's very own Raisin Black. So we're very very lucky to have you to represent Hawaii. Um, I know that Raisin Black um, formed in the early '90s, so um, you know right here in our very own island. So, but yeah, and it's weird when you when you say it like that. It's it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I guess it has been. <laughs> Before Raising Black, there was Lost Souls, you know. Um, mm -hmm. How did you transition from Lost Souls to Raising Black? Tell us the, the story of that for everybody. Um, who, you know. hmm. Well, wow, that was, uh, that's a long time ago. Um, when the project first started, it, the name Lost Souls fit very well um, with what I was doing. When I got signed to Cleopatra Records, um, since it's a international record label, the name Lost Souls was too common of a name. Um, we would have had to go through a lot of legal things uh, for the name. So I, I changed the name and it's just a name that came up um, that fit it just as well. And it's, it's stuck with me till this day. How did you get connected to um, Cleopatra Records? You know, it's, it's an amazing record label. You know, it's still around, doing wonderful things, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I got together with the record label in the same way that most bands would back in those days, which was basically demo tapes and video and everything like that. But back then it was like literally a cassette tape that I would send to the record label and then wait for the mailing. Remember mail with paper? <laughs> I'd have to wait for that to come back. And, um, and that's basically how it happened. But what was cool about that was um, Cleopatra was one of the premier record labels in the Gothic industrial scene for a long time back then. So I was a fan of a lot of the bands on the label and, is, and the label itself. So um, I was, uh, I was beside myself when they, mm -hmm. when they called and sent me a letter that they wanted to work on uh, a record, basically. And then it just snowballed from there. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. And you're also the songwriter, right? You, you make the music yes. for all, all your music. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the themes that you write about? Um, primarily, it's uh, heartbreak and love lost. A lot of the songs. Yeah. It's either that or sex <laughs> or something of that nature. Something in that pleasure, pain, um, heartache kind of thing. I, when I when I it when I wrote a lot of these songs, mm-hmm. um, it was my way of expressing what I felt I needed to in the moment. So that became my therapy, and I guess it's kind of cliche and generic to say these days because that's what music is or mm-hmm. writing art is to most people. But that's literally what it was for me and. A lot of people can figure out my life story, at least, or my relationship story, just listening to lyrics. And then, but it's interesting because um, I write for me and mm-hmm. uh, when I would hear or get feedback from someone I don't know saying that the song got them through a breakup or a relationship situation, thanks, you know, like it kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Makes you realize you're not alone. But um, yeah, that's what it was for me. And and I'm sure it still is <laughs> for me. It's been a long time since I've um, written, a, written new material. I have a lot of unfinished stuff that I'm working on. Uh, I just need the time. Yeah. But I um, uh, started a couple of businesses, family. Yeah. <laughs> Family, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Family and everything, responsibility, bills, mortgages, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, so. that's life, right? That's life. Yeah. Finally is, grew up, kind of. Is there any particular song you wrote that means uh, that means a lot to you? Um, a lot of songs actually have some kind of meaning, personal meaning behind it. Um, I could tell you... Every day, if someone were to ask me that question, it would probably change. Right now, I would say share this poison. Um, that's on the most, the last uh, album released. And the main reason why is um, it was, uh, it's basically a song about suicide if you really look into it. And uh, writing that, not that I was that close to it, but you know, when you're going through stuff, a lot of, things go through your mind. So uh, when I wrote that, it kind of helped me to let it escape. And that was sort of my way of letting it go. And then, yeah, so. Wow. You could ask me tomorrow, it might be a different song. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, it's, we're changing always, you know. Yeah. What are some of your uh, fondest memories of uh, being with, being in Raisin Black, you know, through the years? Mm, touring. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, the, the band is primarily me in the studio. So I write and record all the songs, play the guitar parts, record the drums and everything. But the guys that I perform with, like Connor, which all you guys know, yeah, Connor, Connor from uh, no, yes, Connor. Rockstar Piercing in Hawaii. Um, Connor, Danny, Ivan, who I went to high school with, he's a, my drummer. Um, we've known each other for a long time. Same with Danny. And Phil, we're all a family. So when we, my fondest memories would be 
touring because uh, it's there's nothing nothing like basically going to goth clubs, mm-hmm. enjoying the night. You are the feature on stage for an hour, and you're with your buddies, you know, your your brothers, experiencing things for the first time, and you know, creating memories. You know, you know, one of our favorite uh, goth themes that we like to play on the dance floor is "Oh My God." Uh, what is the? How did you come up with that incredible um, song? Well, you know, the the term is a phrase that everyone says. You know. Um, it was one of those moments where I, I was just in the studio and had pieces of riffs and um, progressions and then it just kind of came together like I, it wasn't like I'm going to write a song about the golf you know it wasn't anything like that uh, I, just, I just put it together I actually didn't know that that was going to be the piece that ended up kind of being I guess the most popular um, but I'm glad because uh, it's a fun song to play. It's a fun song to sing. And um, it's kind of cool because as old as that song is, you know, I still yeah. see it on playlists. Oh, yeah, yeah. it still rocks the dance floor for sure. Yeah. Um, I know that you do a lot of remixes and albums and um, how do people find out or, or get your music? Um, Bandcamp or? Ah. Uh. Well, I took a hiatus before, you know, Bandcamp, CD Baby, and all that kind of stuff was around, or wasn't as popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the break wasn't meant to be as long as it has been. So um, there are just CDs available, really, old school, um, or all the the basic places that you would download mp3s like amazon itunes and everything like that um records yeah yeah the scene is totally different now you know like even even all this stuff that i have here is kind of old school compared to what a lot of new guys are doing because all all a lot of new school um you know producers just have a laptop (laughs) and which is great because you know you don't have to spend all this money, <laughs> but uh, there's nothing like I, you know, playing. Um, yeah. But it's 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 different. It's a different scene now. It's a different scene acquiring new music, mm-hmm. um, and and technology changes everything so quickly. Right, right. Uh, it's it's almost kind of difficult to kind of keep up, you know, like just because you know the one thing that's hot now you get into it and next thing you know, you're like, that's like last year, you know? So it is what it is. So, but I, that's why I kind of embrace old school technology. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe my age makes me realize that I love the, the older songs too. Not that I don't dig anything new, mm-hmm. but uh, I probably well, have more of a connection to the old school industrial Gothic, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So. Oh, they're, they're memories, right? Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I guess just to prep you, I, I'm going to kind of take us through a little memory lane a little bit oh, with yes. the set that I'm DJing with Obsidian Productions and Viral. You know, it was an amazing night when you came to Hawaii. What's that? Two, three years ago? Um, yeah. 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 
productions, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to you coming back again. Yeah, I hope so too. It was definitely, most definitely. Um, the crew that brought us out, Obsidian and Wendy and everybody is totally, totally awesome. And all the talent that comes out is, is great. You know, you especially, what you've done with the scene, you know, um, somebody needed to hold the torch and I'm glad that all of you guys, Datmont, Craig and everybody um, continued on with it. Cause that's, that's in my heart as well. If you were to ask me uh, what was like a treasured moment in the entire scene, not just with the band, I would say that whole goth family, yeah, that well, whole life. Big family. And you know, uh, big thank you to Obsidian Production and DJ Datmod, DJ Dunor, and you for doing this, this first night. And uh, I'm looking forward to more. And I'm looking forward to having you back in Hawaii. You know, and maybe doing another sure. interview again, you know? Yes. I might be way on the East Coast here, but Hawaii's still in my heart. Well, I you know, still wear slippers. Uh, I took a show you on my rice with furukake, so <laughs> Hawaii boy's still inside me. And if someone's going to chase me, you know, I'm going to take off my slippers and put them on my hands. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I know we got a set going and uh, DJ Dabmod is up next. And uh, then we're looking forward to your set. And uh, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <sighs>